Witchy and Weird. I'm really excited for today's guest. Well, we actually have two guests. We have um, <laughs> we have a dog who might bark, <laughs> but I'm also joined by P the Fairy, who is an Afrofuturist artist and mystic. P's work is about possibility, potential, beauty, and realization. P believes life is art. And so their life is about possibility, potential, beauty, and realization. With this life, P is creating the most beautiful piece they can while opening up portals, others while while opening portals for others to do the same if they would like. Um, P wants creatives, nonlinear, dimensional geniuses to know they can thrive in this world and that you can be yourself and be free and have power over your reality. And P is here to share that message with everybody. Hello. Hi. <laughs> I didn't realize how long that was. I think I cut that down. Yeah. Um, I'm really excited to have you on. I have low-key been obsessed with your work for some time. <laughs> um, I've been following you since you were doing strictly like human design work and things like that. And then you started getting into this whole like timeline jumping and that is so fascinating to me. Um, so I'd be curious to know how you got to that point, if you want to share. Yeah, uh, so from human design readings to timeline jumping. Yeah. Yeah, so um, I, first, before I started doing human design readings, um, I was making art just kind of wandering sort of um and I got interested in human design I got obsessed with it was doing readings for friends and things like that um and then there was a night where I was relaxing with my partner having a fun time um and I like I was just in this very particular energy space um of relaxation and something happened that made me like put out human design readings I just suddenly put it on my stories and then from there I just started offering a ton of human design readings um then I had people who had followed me since I've been doing art and they noticed like how quickly my reality was shifting and then they could see it externally and they asked me what I was doing and I'm like I don't know um and then (laughs) I I had this download one day where I was in my room and I was like, I need to be able to translate what I've done. Um, and I just was this open channel and I was like back, I was like, uh, what is it called? When you, I was reverse engineering everything that I did before I like kind of jumped into these realities. Um, one of them was like healing my body really quickly, creating my partner. And I literally say created because sometimes I feel like I programmed him like a, like a golem. But um, I, a lot of things change fast. And so I reverse engineered those and timeline jumping is what was birthed out of that. Um, and I had never heard of timeline jumping before, which is the weird thing. Um, people are like, oh yeah, I'm this person's work. And I'm like, I, I'm like such a, I've been a, a very skeptical person. So I tend to stray away from certain types of works. So I'm like, I don't know what you're talking about. Um, but the words timeline jumping is what I was told it wouldn't need to be called so that I did that. 
Um, and then I put it out and people have been doing some wild stuff with that audio. Nice. So what would you describe like your unique version of timeline jumping as? I would say it is, and I've summarized this quite a few times, it's <laughs> knowing where I am now, dissolving where I am, and then changing my frequency, like turning the channel to the version of myself that I, I desire, not only desire, but also like just connect with. Um, it's like the first one that comes up when I look in the direction of my desire, I like merge with them. Mm. Do you actually, when you're doing this, do you actually like visualize and you see that? Oh, yep. that's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> so in terms of like, I guess I'd be curious, like what would you, because this, whenever I see it, it's it's definitely the way that you explain it in multiple different videos. It's definitely it feels like it's like a lifestyle, but also like an active, like intentional mm-hmm. practice. I don't know if you yeah. like want to expand a little more on. Yeah. I like that. I've never, I've never heard anyone actually break it down in that way, but yeah. Um, because so, okay. So the timeline jumping, that audio is the process that I just naturally moved my body through before I was like creating a new experience for myself. Um, and I would like just lay that in the dark and do this. Um, and so I made this audio and my partner, he is like, a, he's, he makes music. He's like an audio magician. Um, and I told him, I'm like, there's this energy I'm trying to express. I want you to express it in sound. Um, so I had him made, make the audio that kind of went along with what I was feeling when I timeline jumped. Um, and then I recorded a meditation that I I knew would kind of bring people into that experience as well. Um, And so it's the process of knowing where you are, dissolving where you are in this like void space and then merging with that next desired version of yourself um, using visualization. And for some people who don't really visualize, um, especially my live ones, we'll talk about like sound, using sound to do that. Um, And so there's a physical process of it. And then the character check-ins, I would say, are, is like the lifestyle thing. And it's like, are you, now that you've become this version of yourself and you are them, period, are you walking through life as them? Or are you allowing the playback from yesterday to dictate how you're going to walk through reality? Mm-hmm. Um, and by playback, I mean, so the way that I see this world is that it, it works a lot like a radio um, in that there are signals that are transmitted they are received by a transmitter um, with there's, there's waveforms that are received by a transmitter and there's information attached to the waveforms and the radio transmitter plays back that frequency to, to us. We can hear it um, with our ears. And so the way that I see reality is that we have this frequency that we're emitting and there's information attached to it. Reality is receiving that like a transmitter and playing it back to us. So there is like a delay that happens. And so when I say, are you responding to yesterday's, day like the 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 echo from yesterday are you responding to where does your going um that's what I meant by playback Mm. cool so what how what advice would you give for people who are like how do I find out where I am and where I want to be so I feel like where you want to be is a constant that's like the constant art of life. Like you're always finding out where you want to be based off of, you might meet someone who has beautiful colored hair and suddenly you want that colored hair. So it's like, there's always 
something that's to be created. And so letting yourself be honest about what it is you desire, um, being truthful with yourself about what you want, I'd say is the best way to create um, what you desire. Also notice like what you're not enjoying, what is the opposite of that, or what is something that is slightly better than that thing that you're not enjoying? What are those things? So that can help you to create that destination. And then knowing where you are now is all about being honest about the the story of now, the meaning applied to what you're going through, the feelings you're feeling, the thoughts you're thinking. It's just being really aware of yourself now. And it, with timeline jumping, we do that through visualization. So like you literally like get out of your body and look at yourself and like walk around and observe yourself. And then we go through this process of feeling all the sensations in the body. Just, just really, really be honest about what is happening now. What are you feeling literally sensationally now? Hmm, I love that. Yeah, I think I really like that you mentioned like being honest that with yourself that it's going to change what you want and that you might see something and then immediately want that. I I know that you're a manifesting generator and I am too. So that's like very <laughs> manifesting generator. Um, mm-hmm. But I just, I wanted to point that out for like the people listening that like, I don't know, this is something that I grew up with. And I think it's part of society that's like, you have to decide what you're going to be when you're 18 and keep working towards that till you retire when you're 65. And I love that you're just like, you can decide every single day who you want to be tomorrow, who you want to be an hour from now, just be okay with that practice. And that was like something I I'm still kind of learning, um, but my business helped me because I was like, oh, I like this and I like this and I like that. Mm -hmm. And so that is really the more you can honor that. And I love how you fully embody that like in your life, at least from what I see on social media of your (laughs) life, right? (laughs) Um, And I just wanted to reiterate that. Um, I was going to ask you like if like human design like played into this, because I feel like a lot of what you're talking about like how I described for me, it took me a while to get to that point. So I'm curious to know, like, if doing human design helped you get to this point where you're like, I'm just enjoying life, I'm living the art of life, I'm feeling myself and all that kind of stuff. It definitely helps. I don't think it helps me as much as it helps other people. And that's just because like, I'm someone when it comes to belief systems, I will pick and choose what I like, and I'll ignore everything else. And that's just that's, that's how I how I personally apply human design. Now, I know a lot about human design, and so I feel like everyone has something that they take from human design, they use that to support themselves. So for me, what I used the most probably to support me from human design was the fact that I'm a second line. That's probably like the biggest Hmm. permission that I've gotten is the fact that like I just know how certain things work, and I don't know how to sometimes explain that to people. I like I went to art school and dropped out because I'm like I feel like I kind of I already know like how to do what I'm going to do um and I like even in a geom there's I always tell the story of this geometry class where the teacher was trying to teach me like geometry and it wasn't working and it sounded like whatever he was saying sounded like nonsense I don't know why but then suddenly I heard this voice in my head in my head tell me like you know geometry already and I looked at the board and suddenly I understood everything on the board and so like I have a lot of experiences like that where I'm like I just I know already um but it feels great that it was backed up by my human design that I'm supposed to be like that and that it's not just this like weird um thing that I've made up about myself um so that has been very freeing for me and then also like being an mg is pretty cool because 
like we can we're apparently allowed to pivot whenever we want I feel like anyone can pivot I feel like any type can pivot whenever they want honestly um but I feel like with MGs it's a bit more there's a lot more impulse behind it like it's there there's a lot of like ah it's happening I'm sorry it's that kind of um almost chaotic energy um that that MGs bring to the table that's been been nice to be okay with yeah yeah I definitely I love human design because it has helped me just have like more self-acceptance for how I am and so I totally Yeah. yeah um I'm curious like because you also make really cool art that has really cool sayings on it or like I don't know like mantras or I feel like every single piece of art that you put out it's literally like life-altering like mind-blowing stuff you're like <laughs> here's this simple like word in this cool graphic and I'm like whoa what the <laughs> what the heck um so um I'd love to know more if you want to share about like your art and your process with your art and what maybe like your goal is and things like that with it yeah I so I feel like when it my my process kind of changes depending on I don't know what day it is so like the the most recent piece that I did I like saw the words and saw the art at the same time which usually doesn't happen um it's usually one will come before the other um or I'll see like a color and I'm like that color I need it something and then that will like make me want to make something um a lot of the times a lot of the time um I will hear certain things um and it's it's like I don't know I'll just hear something and my body's like yup that's the thing um and so then I'll do that and then also I will talk to myself like I'll talk to my past self and I'm like what what did I need to know like a month ago, what I need to know a year ago. And I'll, I'll find the most succinct. It's almost like I'm trying to get a message to my past self in like the smallest bottle possible. And I'm like, I just want to shoot it into you so that you like, you can complicate it as much as you want, but I want you to get like this simple, fast truth in your body as fast as possible. It feels like I'm like trying to like blow dart something to myself um, from the, from the future. I love that. So what does your creative process look like? Because I'm, I'm sure like lots of creatives follow you and creatives listen to this podcast. But I just, I've been hearing you say like, you know, I get this color, I get this image, I, I just got this download. Like, do you create a time every day to sit and like connect? Or are you just like, it just comes? Like, what does that process look like for you? <laughs> well, I, it's different now because I have a lot of free time and I've like, I've made it so that my life, I've prioritized free time for um, a lot of my life and like free aloneness, nothingness time, which I haven't been doing a lot because I've been on TikTok and that's anyway. Um, I try to get time where I'm just not doing things. Um, and I wouldn't say I try to, it's just like, I require to like exist. I need time. Um, and so then while I'm just wandering around my house or like laying on my bed, staring at the ceiling or in the shower or something like that, that's when things will happen um, because I'm resting and I'm kind of just relaxed. And then I'll suddenly have something. Um, it does not work if I'm trying to, um, if I'm like, I got to make art. It's like, no, I have to allow myself to make art. Mm-hmm. Um, and also if I'm just, if I'm distracting myself with TikTok, 
for too long, then I, I won't make anything either because I can like hear everyone's stuff and I don't, it, it's hard. So do you ever have, I know this is like something that a lot of people talk about in the creative like sphere, like n- knowing that you don't have to create every idea that comes into your mind. Do you have that ever happen to you? No. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I don't have a lot of ideas that come to me. That's the thing. Like I, I make art probably, it seems like it, the cycle that I'm watching myself it seems like I make like three to four pieces a week is what happens. Mm. Um, but I don't think of anything good until it's time. <laughs> mm. <laughs> I, I mean, I think it's good because it definitely sounds like you, you're very dialed in to like how you work and your process. And I think maybe that's kind of what a lot of people struggle with is like knowing what works best for them. Um, I I'd say I don't know because it like when I backtrack it seems like that's what happens but Mm. what I do is I let whatever happens happen like it's if I have nothing to say for a week okay like and so it's I I can feel when it's going to be something that has to come out of my body and that's the time when I do it um and that time where it's like I if I can't stop thinking about something I'm like all right like we have to make something. Um, but I try not to think about, and it's really funny. Um, the things that are the easiest in my life right now, which is like my ability to make art and my relationship are the things that I think the least about. I don't think about these things. Like, unless I'm just enjoying the, the existence of it, I don't think at all about them. Uh, I feel like I envy you. I think way too much. I'm like, I wish I could just be like, let me do the thing. <laughs> I think what helps is that I don't take my art seriously which I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. Maybe sometimes it's like a bad, but I'm just like, all right, like we're doing a thing. We're just expressing ourselves. It's very casual is what it feels like, which is my approach to spirituality as well. I feel like I wouldn't be able to, if I made it a big deal, I I don't work well with that energy. Yeah. No, I think that that, I think it makes a lot of sense hearing that you say that and like seeing your art and how like profound it feels for a lot of people because you're kind of like the message that you that's like the divine whatever is coming through like that's the important part and you're just like creating something you're having fun with it like you're not putting so much pressure on like your creative process in yeah that. yeah I, I could see what you're talking about yeah because yeah. like the art that I make like for myself just for to have in my house like that always brings me the most joy that's always the most fun versus like things that in the past I've been like okay I need to make this so people would like it or so it would sell or you know stuff like that so I I get what you're saying yeah yeah but what's what's crazy though is that I recently had to teach myself that with my business where I was like you know the reason why art feels so good to you because you don't care and like not to say that I shouldn't care about my business but it's like it's not about me. I just, I do this because it feels good. And I, whatever is coming down, I let it come out. Um, but I felt like with my business, I was very careful and, and very like, I have to make sure that this is okay. And like, I need to, especially because it felt like it was involving transforming other people. I'm like, I have to do it perfectly every time. Um, but I was like, you know, no, your best work, the, everything in your, in your life comes from you opening up as a chill channel. You just relax and enjoy yourself as whatever comes out, comes out. And it's not about you. Stop making it about you. Stop taking yourself so seriously. Um, and so that 
lesson in my business has relaxed me quite a bit. Mm, I think that's really, that's really profound. I, I can, I'm like seeing all these things when you're saying that. <laughs> yeah, because a lot of people, there's like this weird belief that like, you are the healer, like you are the person. And it's like, I'm here just to hold space, like I'm the channel or the catalyst or the permission giver or whatever it is, like, it's about the other person and what they're doing. Um, and I like how you like then take it a step further and you're like, so I'm going to like act accordingly and like think accordingly about that. Um, it's really, really cool. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. So I do have other questions about timeline jumping. Um, in terms of, I guess, I don't know if this is like a simple question to answer or not, but like in terms of desires, let's say like it's somebody who wants to start timeline jumping and they're like struggling with being okay with their desires or like mm-hmm. never ask themselves like what they desire, like what advice would you give them for that? So there's a couple of things. So if for the person who's never asked themselves what they desire, I would just ask them like, what do you want to feel like? What do you feel like now? And what would you want to add to that? If you're feeling kind of neutral, like what would, a, what do you want to sprinkle in there? What would feel good or, or open or, you know, um, or if they're not having a good time, I'm like, well, what is, what is the sensation that feels better than that? That's, I would put your desire in that direction. For some people, they want to go to the opposite. So I'm like, what is the opposite sensation? Go there. Some people actually, that's very available to them because it's on the same stream um, energetically. So some people can do that. Um, but I'd say if for someone who's like not okay with having desire or they have some shame around desire, um, I, when it comes to certain sensations, I don't like to deal with them with my mind specifically, like, like shame is one that I feel like the mind doesn't do a great job at handling. Um, I feel like fear in the mind, they can, you can actually kind of talk your mind out of fear sometimes. Um, but shame is one that it doesn't, it doesn't make any sense. Like it's, it's very illogical shame. So I like to feel the sensation of the shame in my body um and there's a couple things that I will do and it also like kind of depends on my clients too so I'm like okay we'll find that shame in your body and I want you to take like in your mind's eye what is the shape of that shame in your body like what does it look like what is the color of it what does it smell like what does it um is there a noise coming from it turning turning the sensation in the body into an object um turning it to something that is like neutral I'll even sometimes have people look at something as if it's like a piece of art hanging in a museum or something like that so that it's it's just this thing that you don't have to apply meaning to um and that neutralizes the sensation of the shame and so once doing that see if your desires come up a bit clearer um and then what are you jealous about like what do you see that someone else has that you have jealousy around that's a desire of yours um yeah those are the things i would say Mm, those are really good. I like, I do that a lot with clients too, like the um, visualizing the sensation. What does it look like? And I feel like it helps. I don't know. It just really helps our mind to understand something. The more we can like accurately describe it to our, whatever our experience is. Um, but I like the idea of like 
removing like looking at it like as if it's like an art piece or something on display um I can kind of like I can kind of feel like how when we just like visualize it outside of ourselves it kind of like removes that need I don't know like I get what you're saying it's like now it's not mine it's just there and now I can like move past it or around it or whatever um that's really cool and the jealousy too I I kind of I get that and I think that people it's so good that you talked about that because I think sometimes we get stuck around the jealousy like we don't know what the motivation is behind it Mm -hmm. Um, and yeah desire is such a big one oh man this is really good good answer (laughs) (laughs) um so I'm curious like sorry sorry what you what do you see like for the future in terms of timeline jumping is there like more that you want to like turn this into or expand it into I don't know why I'm asking this but I just feel like asking about the future I have no idea (laughs) I didn't know I didn't know I was going to download timeline jumping I don't know what's going to happen three days from now Mm. so I do I do well I have something planned but that's just in casual life um I don't know okay Okay. yeah Um, (laughs) I know right right now I like sometimes I'll offer up timeline jumping tour guides but like every time I was I would think about offering it again it felt like my body was like no and I'm like okay Mm. that's fine so I just kind of I I wait for life to give me the material (laughs) and then I will do things I know that this experience won't be the same for everybody but I'd love to know like how you how you got to the place where you can like feel and hear like your body's responses because I know everybody's body (laughs) works differently but I think just like hearing how somebody maybe can give um so I mean one thing that I like to do is visualize myself actually doing this thing and then see how I feel in response to that like Mm -hmm. so let's say it's me putting out timeline jumping tour guides me the first thing that I would have to do is like open up um my website thing which is like square whatever um and I can like watch myself start opening up Squarespace and then I'm I can feel like how does that feel does that feel like you're excited to do that or do you feel bored or like is that enticing to you at all um and if it doesn't feel enticing I'm like oh probably it's probably not it um the thing that I'm I'm wanting to do I'm not attracted to that um I think and I'm also it, it like it sounds very generatory of me like what am I attracted to do I feel like I'm cool to like do this thing or am I feeling like I don't feel anything about this um so yeah just paying attention to, to my sensations in in response to whatever idea might pop up and are you in terms of like fear, because I know you touched a little bit on that and like being able to work with the mind around fear. Like, have you ever had that happen where like you're visualizing and maybe it's like fear that's coming up and not just like, no, my body doesn't want to do this. Mm. Mm, fear tends to, fear is a weird one for me. Um, because it doesn't it's just kind of there <laughs> all the time mm-hmm. and then sometimes it gets really loud like and it, it doesn't yeah it's it's kind of just always talking like I so I like to personify different aspects of myself um 
especially in the form of ships on a, or sorry, pilots on like a ship and like there's one seat and there's all these pilots. And so the pilot of mine and my body who is fear, they're just walking around, they're always twiddling their fingers, they're sweating. And like, they're just kind of like, all the time, like just noticing everything. Um, and sometimes they're like, hey, this, give me, give me the, give me the um, thing. Cause I don't know what, I don't know what you're doing. Give me that. Um, and they will take the, the steering wheel. Um, and so that, that just kind of happens like randomly. <laughs> mm. I love that. That's like a really cool visualization for people to use, like personifying the different like parts of them as different pilots of a ship or captains of a ship and then like seeing who is wanting to like sail that ship at any given moment and what their like motivation is behind that that's really cool yeah Um, yeah because we know the motivation you can talk to them right so it's like if I if I have a fear coming up around meeting a person um, and I'm like, I would, uh, I've never met this person before. I don't know what the energy is going to be like. Da, 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 da. And I'm like, okay, cool, cool, cool. That's, I hear you. Like, let's talk about it. Do you, do you want, because sometimes when I meet someone new, if I wear makeup, it makes me feel a little safer because I'm like, you can't really see me. That's just a weird thing, but it's what, what I like to do. Um, or I'm like, do you, do you want to drink some magnesium? to get yourself ready for meeting this person do you want to invite a friend do you not want to go anymore like talking to to see but the pilot that does do the talking is like a mediator between my desire and my fear um and they're like what can I offer you or what how can I help or what what do I need for you not to be grabbing the steering wheel because it's not what we want um yeah Oh, I really like that. The when you're speaking to the fear, you have the desire present because it's like I'm having the opposite present so that we can reach like a more balanced or rational decision that is including yeah. like both sides of my spectrum. That's yes. Cool. Yeah. So I'm not neglecting myself or like, you know, not hearing out certain things. Yeah. Um yeah. That's really cool. <laughs> I'm like, everybody listening, this is a good <laughs> Um, and then I'd love for you to expand a little more on like the second part, like the lifestyle part that we talked a bit about, like mm-hmm. every day waking up and deciding like what, um, I don't know, maybe how you got to that or what that looks like for you. Um, maybe even like what you work with clients around, like teaching them how to do that. Yeah, I, I started noticing this, um, that like when I wake up, it, it felt like I, like the game started again. And like, I don't know how to explain it. It's like this sensation of like, like, I don't know. It felt like the game was turning on for the first time every time. And so I'm like, okay, it, there's like a restart that happens and I can feel this restart. And I'm like, I need to program myself as soon as I restart so that I, I don't have to, if I do this at the beginning, like when I first timeline jump, I do it for like a little while after I first timeline jump. And it's so that I can like muscle memory that timeline and make it so that it becomes normal for me. Um, and so I realized that like, 
it doesn't take a lot. Um, and I like to keep that simple with clients. I'm like, give yourself like a word that reminds you the time that you just arrived at or some, one of my clients, she's come up with like sigils. Like she will create a sigil right after she timeline jumps and she'll like put that on a door. Um, so that once she gets in the morning before she goes to the bathroom or something like that, she sees that first. Um, so like anything that can kind of like, what is it? calibrate you to the timeline jump or to the to the timeline you're choosing um and it's not this thing that has to happen constantly which is i i kind of tell people this because I, I i get weary of um people thinking that they need to always like i need to be the character and like it's like they're forcing themselves to play this person that they're really like just not um and that usually happens as a result of someone pedestalizing their future self or they're thinking that their future self is this like perfect being who does no wrong. Um, and it's like, well, let's, let's be a little bit more honest about what you, what it is you actually want right now. And for the most part, when you're really, really honest about what it is you actually want to do right now, it's like, I want to feel a little better or like, I want to relax about like, just like 20% more, honestly, like if you get really, really clear with like right now, what you need from yourself, um, instead of painting this picture of like, this is what I'm supposed to to be like. Cause it's usually like not even what we actually want. Um, I think, I don't know if I lost my train of thought, but yeah, that's the, that's the check-in. It's just to get yourself in a place where it feels mundane to be playing this character. It feels normal. It becomes who you are. That's that. I like that. So when you're doing these, do you feel like it's better if people, I know you talk about like simplicity a lot. Do you feel like it's better if we like do like one thing at a time? Because I know often when I'm sitting down and thinking about like, what do I want my life to be like? What do I want the next phase of my life, you know, to feel like, and all the stuff is like a bunch of stuff comes out. And I feel like it's hard to manage like, oh, I want to have this and this and this and this and this in all these different areas of my life. Yeah, there's a couple things that you could do here. So if you're someone who it feels possible for you to create multiple things at one time and your mind doesn't have resistance to that possibility, I would like write all that down, write all those things that you're wanting to create down. Because there's times that I've done that with like objects that I wanted to see where I'd like write down like four or five objects that I wanted to create in my experience just to show myself that I could do it. Um, But what I would say is like, another thing I would say is if that doesn't feel possible for you to hold multiple outcomes, I would get really present. And what do I want tomorrow? Like, what do I want to experience a week from now? Or like, what do I even want to experience today? Like getting yourself a shorter, what is it called? A shorter like distance to jump, basically, I feel like can be can be really helpful. Um, and the last thing is jumping to a general sensation. So like, let's say it's um, for me, like freedom is a thing that I continuously jump to. I'm always more and more freedom is like just what I love. So that has been a theme of my unconscious timeline jumps for years now. Um, and so I'm like, I want to feel more free. And then I would like quit a job. I want to feel more free. Suddenly someone would give me a car and then suddenly I can like drive around more often. I want to feel more free. Uh, now I pay less for rent at this one place. I want to feel more free. Okay. Now I make more money. Like it, the more I would aim at that sensation and different things would happen that would result in me feeling, feeling more free based off of what I was ready for. Mm. 
So I kind of heard like two things where like, if it's a sensation, focusing just more on the sensation and less on like how you're going to get that sensation. Yes. Yeah. I'd say, I'd say focusing on how is not what you want to do when you're timeline jumping, because that's saying that your desire is the how, and it's like, that's not what you want. You want a desire. You don't want the, that's like, you're not constantly thinking about the how. But what I will say about the how is that when you're embodying the version of yourself that knows how to get to your desire, you don't, they know how, like they, they, they will, you'll just start doing stuff and that you'll move different. You're going to think different. You're going to see like the world differently. It's almost like, um, there's this game that my partner is playing called inscription where you can see the world differently based off of like this eye that you have in and you see like things that light up. And so like looking at the world and embodying this person, certain things just light up. It's like, Oh yeah. Like I should obviously do that thing. Um, and so focusing embodiment first before the how is like the only thing that makes sense in this world, because there's a million ways to do things. So how would we know that this is, this has to be the, the, there's, we can't do that. Like it's, we can try, we can try a lot. And, and, um, the reason why, like being super strategic or like following a certain way of being like, like a lot of kids become what their parents were when they grew up is because the past is already right there. Like you can see it, you watch someone go through that, or it's, it's very popular, the very deeply ingrained path. Um, but there's a million thousand billion ways to do things. Yeah, I really love that. Hmm. I like, I, I've been pondering about the thing too, about like taking the path that's like feels unwritten because you haven't seen it. So I like that you brought that up and just like knowing, like, I don't know what or how or who I just want to feel this or experience this. I also like that you talked about you wanted something just to prove to yourself that you could do it. Because mm-hmm. I think like a lot of people want things and then there's like shame around why or how Mm -hmm. and just like well the motivation is I just want to prove that I could do it like you don't need more than I just want to experience this I want to prove that I could do it because I I think like sometimes especially in the past like um being uh, (laughs) um like I started my spiritual journey around like a lot of like white new age women and stuff so like I had a lot of this programming around like well, you you should want it like for the better of humanity or like it should be, you know, like high vibe or all these different things. And so it took a lot for me to be like, it's okay if I want this experience, then I just freaking, like I literally had a conversation with my boyfriend this weekend about it. And I was like, if I want it to be this way, like I just gotta suck it up and like, like this is what I want too bad. Like who cares if it's like, oh, moral this or moral that or whatever. Yeah, that was one of my, one of the most confusing things. Like when people would, I'd like run into spiritual people and they're like, yeah, like it's for the good of humanity. And I'm like, how do you know that? Because I'm pretty sure that um, all the religions say the same thing. Um, And there's, there's a couple of religions that have murdered people out of the goodness of like being good for humanity. So that's not really like, I feel like the moral compass for everyone. I feel like there are people who have been forced to move that way. And I feel like they cause some pain when they um, pretend to do things out of the good of humanity. Like when that's really not what they actually came here to. Like there's, there's people who are genuinely motivated by that. And there are people who are not. And I feel like it's just, let's be honest about what's 
what you came here for. Yeah. Oh, I think that that's gonna shift a lot of people's realities. <laughs> like, it's okay if you're not here for everybody's highest good and you're just here to have like a good experience, you know? Yeah. Um, ooh, that's a, that's a pretty big one. Um, oh, that's so amazing. Okay. So, um, I wasn't planning on like talking about human design, but I don't know if you, if you want to even talk about it. Yeah, sure. Um, Hmm. Like, I guess I know it's kind of hard to ask this question and be like, as succinctly as possible. Cause I know there's a lot of stuff in human design. Um, I'm curious to know your, I've recently learned like the guy who made human design was like, I, I want to know like your opinion on that. Cause I know a lot of, I've seen a lot of people who are really into human design, myself, including, and then we learn about the founder and how he was like this white man who like traveled and just like was like, now I'm going to change my name to sound like ethnic and take other people's cultures. And now a lot of people are just like, what do I, like, what do I do with this information? I don't know if you have any advice on that. The first thing I would say is if it feels very like morally not okay for you, don't do it. Find something else. Like stick with your moral, like back yourself when it comes to your morality. Um, That's the first thing I would say. If you have a big issue with it, let it go. Um, the second thing is that for me, when I learned about Ra Uruhu, I was like, well, he was just a channel and this works for me. So mm-hmm. to me, he's just a messenger. Um, and I don't really have an attachment. I guess like that's even with my, the way that I work. I'm like, it's not, I'm not that big of a deal. He's not that big of a deal. No one's that big of a deal. We're just, we have all this material to work with and he found a way to, put all this material together and transport it. Um, and so I kind of like, I don't care about Ra'uru, which I also is like, I feel like that's why I talk about human design a little bit differently than some people, because some people are like Ra'uru who like, he's right. The way that he says everything has to be is right. And I'm like, he was just a vessel. Like I, I to me, sometimes certain gates, He'll describe it like this gate means that you're going to die in three days. And I'm like, that's a little, <laughs> okay. Um, no, to me, I'm not, that's not the way that I translate that. And I'm going to, I'm going to channel something else because you channeled this. Who are you? And that's how I kind of view, but I'm also, so I'm a little strange. People might not like this, um, but I don't worship ancient gods. And I know that like, that's a lot of people are really into that and I get it. Um, but to me, ancient gods were also just energies that were channeled by humans. So I don't see any belief as higher than anything else. And to me, it's all just information that humans have downloaded. And I know people aren't going to like that, <laughs> but I, no one is that sacred to me, in all honesty. Mm. Yeah. No, I really like that. I, I, uh... <laughs> I often like talk, I have very similar conversations with my partner about like a lot of the religions that are, were created where somebody psychically like channeled or downloaded information and then they shared it. And then like, they're more important than like a psychic medium who can do things like that. And I always like talk about these things. So I kind of, I kind of get what you're talking about. Um, and I really like that philosophy. I think you can apply that to like pretty much like your life, right? Like no one is more important than somebody else. Like they're just here sharing like information. And a lot of the time too, like people take that ancient information or things very seriously, but it's like, 
they channeled probably what was important and needed for their life at that time. And now we're like carrying that on and like treating it as like, like law and it might not fit for our life. Like that's what we see with a lot of religion. Like it's now modernized or, you know, like we can do these different things and it's, it doesn't fit. So I like that how you're, how you're saying like, if it works for me, it works for me. And like the information I'm looking more at the information as opposed to like who this person is and what they're doing and the humanity, greater good stuff. Um, that's really cool. I think that's definitely applicable for uh, a lot of people's lives, but I get how if like you followed this for your whole life, then it's kind of free to say that people are like, wait, wait a minute. And they're, it's like jarring for them. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Which is also why I try not to like, I don't push that on anyone else though. Right. So like, I'm like, Hey, if you honor this and I want you to honor it, like my mom is a devout Christian, like, like hardcore devout Christian. And I'm like, great that's fantastic. I'm so proud of you and happy for you and your connection to God is inspiring. And like, she prays for me, she prophesies over me. And I'm like, great. I don't believe that. And I think that some Christians are wild. Um, but I don't know. I'm not going to yuck your yum. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. Mm. Um, so in terms of like, I guess then I'm curious. So if you look at human design a little bit differently, what do you think is like the best way to apply or use human design? To support you in whatever it is you want, just like, like everything else. I feel like anything that you use is a tool to support where you're trying to go. If you're using a ladder, you're trying to go up. Why would you, because like, let's, let's say, um, I don't know, let's say you really need to like hammer something into the wall and reality gives you a heavy rock. Are you not going to use the rock to knock the nail into the wall because the rock was not intended for it? Like, I, use everything to help you get to where it is you're wanting to go. That's how I view all tools. Mm. Mm, I really like that. I know, like, the question may have seemed like, well, of course, obviously, right? Like, I love using astrology and human design to help with, like, self-acceptance for myself, but... I kind of like how the different perspective of the words, like using it to get to where you want to go. Um, yeah. I feel like a lot of people when you speak are like, wow. And you're just like, yeah, <laughs> like, that's been the whole podcast. I'm like, oh my gosh. And you're like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Um, well, Thank you for being here. This has been amazing. Uh, where can people uh, find you on the internet? Where's your website? How can they work with you? What do you have going on? Yes. So my Instagram is like the hub for everything. Um, and that's P-E-A-T-H-E-F-E-A-R-Y, P the fairy. Uh, I, I have the audio timeline jumping that you can listen to, to take you into that state of transformation. Um, so you can become a version of yourself that knows how to get to where you want to go. I do live jumps monthly. I sell art. I some, mm, I don't know. my Twitter, I sometimes just have thoughts and I'm like, I don't ever want to actually talk about my Twitter. So I don't even know why I brought that up. Let's just forget that I talked about my Twitter. It's let's, you know, let's just let that go. Um, yeah. That's it for now. Oh, oh, and I I work with creators one on one who um 
want to make something happen and want to support themselves in that process. Um, and like the voices in their head, the feelings, maybe get it all in line and on board with them creating that thing. So I do that too. Awesome. And I'll put all of that in the show notes. I'll put like your website and Instagram if you want to go follow P. I recommend just even following just to see all the cool art and the, I feel like your art reminds me like, oh, I do need to check in with myself and ask myself if this is the reality I want. Yes. That's so cool. Visually really cool. Right. So um, thank you so much for being here. I I've had this book for a while, so I'm really excited that it finally happened. And um, until next time, everyone, goodbye. If you love Witchy and Weird podcasts, support us by donating monthly for as little as 99 cents at anchor.fm slash witchyandweird slash support. You can cancel at any time and 100% of the proceeds go directly to the pod. Or if you don't want to commit to a monthly donation, buy Amanda a coffee at ko-fi.com slash wishyandweird to help fuel them while they record, edit, create, and upload content for the podcast. And if you're feeling extra generous, leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify and tell your witchy and weird friends about us too. Bye!